Hello, my name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist. I specialise in REBT, CBT, counselling, hypnotherapy. I currently practice at the Priory in a London clinic. And my aim is to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time. In this series, I am explaining the emotions, the unhealthy negative emotions, which create cognitive dissonance, discomfort, behavioural issues within us as human, human beings. Not beans, beings. As humans, we are predisposed to negative emotion. We are easily gravitated to things of negative structure. We pick up seeds. And when I say seeds, I don't mean bird seeds. Seeds of thoughts. And we implement them in our own minds and attach them to meaning. All of a negative nature. It's easy for us to follow through with negative thoughts and negative behaviours because of what we are seeking. Acceptance, approval, not to be rejected. We don't want negative judgment. We are seeking to keep our needs as productive and healthy as we can. So I'm going to explain jealousy and envy the unhealthy negative emotion and their healthy counterparts. I also use a lot of biblical references. Why? Because the Bible is a trusted book. Many people trust it. It's understandable to see the stories that are going on and understand and recognise the link to how we implement these things in our lives. Again, I am not religious, as I've said on other podcasts. So there's a distinct difference between jealousy and envy. Okay, they both are unhealthy negative emotion. Negative emotion is not bad nor good, it's either healthy or unhealthy, which means we can turn it around from either or. I'm going to start with jealousy. Jealousy in REBT is a focus on relationships. It's not about being jealous that somebody has something. It's about the threat to our relationship. The meaning of jealousy is that it's a threat to our relationship with a partner or some other person that we hold dear. So it could be jealousy within your own family hierarchy. It could be jealousy within a community. It's often about another person taking your place. So I'm going to go through the thought patterns and the behaviours to better understand how jealousy affects us. It's actually quite an ugly emotion. Most of us don't like to admit that we have thoughts of jealousy because we tend to place the meaning on ourselves. So when a person is jealous, they see a threat to their relationship, even when one doesn't exist. Now, the healthy counterpart to jealousy is concern for one's relationship. That's what we call it in REBT. We don't say healthy jealousy. We say concern for one's relationship. When you have a concern for your relationship, you, can, you have visible evidence and proof and it's logical. 
We always go by what's logical and the evidence. Jealousy has no evidence. Jealousy is basically triggered by an activating event which critically we pick up a critical moment in the activating event which we attach meaning to. And that meaning that we attach to it is where we form the jealousy. So a person who is jealous will think that their relationship is going to end. This is so common in turbulent marriages, relationships, family feuds, that it's it's a threat to their position, it's a threat to a status, it's a threat to being significant. And also when somebody sees themselves as losing something which belongs to them, losing a person that they think belongs to them, because deep down they wonder if they think they're good enough. It's always about themselves. An unhealthy negative emotion stems from the person with the unhealthy negative emotion. It's not about what somebody does to you. Nobody can make you jealous. A jealous person will create images and ideas in their mind that an infidelity has most definitely happened. A jealous person will... It's like walking down the road and expecting to see what is round the corner at the end of the road on the left four miles down and deciding that this has happened with no evidence, no logic, no proof. It's a fear and it's it can be quite ugly, which is why as humans we hate to admit jealousy. We can be ashamed of our jealousy we can be anxious that we're going to feel jealousy. We tend to um, create arguments, push people away, tell them that they are doing this thing that we think that they are doing when we're jealous. Some people, when they're jealous, decide that their partner is definitely committing a crime. They are definitely causing them harm. So... They go out and cheat on their partner (laughs) as a means to level the playing field. That happens a lot because jealousy is an imbalance. Um, A person who feels jealousy often interprets that there's an imbalance and it's not okay that they're lesser than or lower than. They cannot interpret anything other than the hurt that they are going to feel because of what their partner is about to do or is doing based on what they think. So it's common for a jealous person to have dreams and ideas that something has happened. I've seen this many times in the therapy room where um, a wife or a husband will say to me, I had a dream and they were doing this and this and this and this and this. The dream has got to be right. It's got to be true. Why would I have this dream? It's significant. I'll tell you why you have that dream. Because the thought is being processed through your mind on on a constant basis where you're adding and fueling, depending on how you feel, depending on what you see. A jealous person will create a picture out of something. For example, a jealous person in a relationship could see their partner talking to somebody who is quite more attractive than them, 
in their eyes. We'll keep the examples heterosexual, not because I'm biased, but it just makes it easier for us to understand what I'm talking about. So a woman sees her partner, her male partner, talking to another woman. Because of her jealousy, she'll tend to read into how closely he stands, the eye contact he makes, the way he laughs, the way the other woman laughs. She'll often decide they're having an affair. (laughs) They're doing this, they're doing that. In some cultures, some men will not look at their friends, partners as a way of demonstrating respect, therefore being totally ignored to show, I'm not looking at her, so I don't want you to think anything is going on, to demonstrate that there's no reason to be jealous. We spend so much time in trying to create comfort for ourselves as much as we can. And when we're jealous, we create so much discomfort for ourselves, it's counterproductive. Jealousy doesn't help you. To wonder what your partner is doing is going to hinder your day in such a big way where you're going to limit the amount of effectiveness that you can do for yourself and your partner and whatever who else is in your life. A jealous person will um, decide this is most definitely happening. I've got to take control. So it's common for a jealous person to be really controlling and restrict their partner's movement and read into absolutely everything. A jealous person will go through your emails and your texts. That's without a doubt. And they'll have a nice way of being sneaky about it, which you won't know. And I say the word nice, I'm actually... What's, what The right word I suppose I should use would be um, effectively sly about reading your your phone messages and your emails, which isn't not, it's not okay, because everybody has a right to their own privacy. But a jealous person believes that if you have privacy, then you're doing something against me. And jealousy is all about what is happening to me. You're, it's, it's, inevit- it's inevitable. You're going to leave me for someone else, so I'm going to hurt you first. You're going to leave me for somebody else, so I'm going to restrict every single movement and know where you are. I'm I'm going to test you to see how jealous to see how sincere you are. A jealous person will do this. A jealous person will put tests out there for you to pass and if you fail them, which is inevitable because you won't know that you're being tested. So if you're in a relationship where jealousy is rife, you won't actually know that you're being tested. <laughs> and that can be really confusing. I see this often. Well, I did this and he didn't and he didn't do that. That means he's cheating. Why did he come home at this time? I had put the test in for him to come home earlier and he didn't. That means he was seeing somebody else. These tests are created and schemed in a way and they take so much effort. So they take you away from yourself. Jealousy is so debilitating. It's so stressful, so worrying. When we're concerned for our relationship we communicate we don't scheme we don't hinder we don't restrict we don't create ideas in our mind we look at the actual evidence and don't create evidence from nothing 
Don't decide that this is something. And don't go through phones and don't go through emails, don't go through letters. What we actually do is we have a conversation and we discuss the concern and we we embark on it as an adult as opposed to like a jealous child. There are so many stories of jealousy and jealousy can lead to all kinds of heinous, horrible acts. Cain killed his brother. That's probably the worst thing that you could possibly do out of jealousy. He had concern for his relationship, but he didn't talk to God. (laughs) He got angry and he killed his brother. But he was triggered into this because jealousy doesn't just turn up. It's often by information we pick up from our caregivers and those around us. Often we, we demonstrate acts where we are planting jealousy, jealous thoughts, jealous seeds into the minds of our offspring and young people and our friends and our partners as a means of control sometimes. Often it's to get them to behave in a particular way. One thing we cannot do is control humans. So we find different ways of manipulating it. Children pick up on jealousy. They're triggered into it based on how they've noticed there's a difference in their treatment. And what we, what we do as adults, we revert back to those thoughts and feelings and we decide based on the actions that we have already witnessed in our past that our partner is being, is demonstrating infidelity, is, is going against us, is threatening our relationship because their behaviour looks similar to something that mum did or dad did or some other caregiver. And that resulted in pain. So this is going to also result in pain too. And that's how we base our ethos. That's how we base our understanding of jealousy. Now, envy. Envy isn't about a relationship. Envy is about another person possessing something desirable that you don't have. So the two are different. One is about a relationship and one is about a possession of having something that you don't have and that you desire. There's unhealthy envy and there's healthy envy. And the difference is it works this way. Unhealthy envy, the thoughts are based on looking at whatever the possession is and negating it. You know, basically saying things like, oh, Paula bought a nice big house. It's not that nice. It's too big. So they knock it down. Little digs. Throwing shade, I suppose, would be the proper terminology here to keep in with the times. Unhealthy envy tries to convince themselves that they're happy with their possession, even though they're not. So they will make grand gestures and grand statements. Oh, I'm happy where I am, even though their house is nicer than mine. It might be bigger. It might have cost more, but at least my house has this, this and this. That's very envious because what you are trying to do then in that envious state is um, say why what you have is actually better. So when somebody decides to tell you that what they what they're doing is better, what they have is better, it is complete envy, underlying envy there because they're not happy with what they have and they're quite frustrated. So they they'll they'll knock it down. 
Envy also will show traits of um, trying to ruin the other person's possession. So, it's common with friends. You can have a friend for life, but then you can have that friend who has little digs at you and you go away thinking, huh, why did, why did she say that? You know, why did, why did she do that? And you, you don't understand, like, knocking at whatever you've just bought, what you've just achieved. You could have an, a, a, get a promotion. And you tell your friend who's envious because they've been in a similar job to you. And what they may do is start knocking at the promotion and pulling out all of the holes and saying, well, this is wrong with it and that is wrong with it and that is wrong with it. Well, you can have it if you want to. But um, I don't think I would go for it when deep down they wouldn't. It's planting the seeds. The envy is actually, it's, it's quite, again, this is a very strong emotion which we don't like to admit that we have. We like to ignore it. Often with envy, the person with the unhealthy envy will will try to deprive another person of achieving or obtaining something purely because of how they feel about themselves. They will do all kinds of things. They will hide whatever it is or make it difficult for the person to try and achieve this. If they do end up getting it again, they will try to destroy it. Envy's about, I I want it, you've got it, but I want it, I should have it, I'm going to get it, I'm going to knock you down. It's not friendly, <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination. Healthy envy, it's quite funny to think that there is a thing called healthy envy, but there is. Healthy en- envy honestly admits, I really like your house, it is beautiful, I would really like to buy a house like that. It's open and it's honest. It doesn't negate and it doesn't push it down. It doesn't say this is ugly. It doesn't say, oh, your job is, your promotion is crap. You're going to hate it. It's going to be long hours and this is going to happen. It will actually stay openly and honestly. I really, I really like that. I admire what you've just bought and I want to get one as well. It doesn't try to hurt, harm the possession. It doesn't try to take it away. It doesn't try to hinder. It can even be supportive, healthy envy. Um, It can allow the person to have and enjoy their desired possession without knocking it down, without throwing shade, without being mean, without pulling out all of the holes. It communicates. Healthy envy communicates. It basically says... Well done. I want to do that one day. That's something I want to achieve. So the difference is, one is more open and honest and caring and encompassing, and the other one is actually really underhand, quite vicious. We see these in the, in the Bible. <laughs> um, I laugh when I say this because I was speaking to a friend who said, really did speak about the Bible because I was raised heavily in the church, not because I go to church. But there are some stories which depict perfectly envy and jealousy. You got Joseph. And I I actually do believe the problem was set in his caregivers because Joseph was seen as the favourite. 
openly the favourite. His dad made him this wonderful coat and his other brothers just got ignored. You could almost fully understand why his brothers would feel the way that they did. He's He is obviously getting preferential treatment and they're not. The activating event, the trigger is dad made Joseph a coat with all the colours and we get nothing. <laughs> I mean, unfair and hurtful, particularly when, I mean, come on, what about us? I found the problem with the Joseph story to be set mainly on his caregivers. Because when you treat a child differently to the other children, the other children are triggered into an emotion based on what they're learning. So his brothers, it's going to be difficult for them to not see concern for their relationship. They're frustrated. They're annoyed. They're doing everything they think that they're supposed to be doing in order to be accepted and approved of and be seen as good enough. But yet, Joseph gets all the notoriety and he stays at home. He's a soft hand. He's doing nice things. Meanwhile, they're out hunting and fighting and doing all kinds of rough things that men in that generation and back in those times did. And Joseph has got away with having a really nice comfortable life and then he's given a coat and he's meant to be really clever much more cleverer than they are their jealousy was sparked they are actually seeing images which are demonstrating to them that their relationship is not held in high regard that they are lesser than and that's frustrating that's frustrating for anyone it's how it was done in the very beginning the poisons in the cookies it's how we mix the recipe and how we bake it. We feel jealousy based on triggers and events that have happened in our past. And then we bring it into our present life. And when we're in love with somebody, we're with another partner, we're embarking on a relationship. We see certain behaviours, reminds us of the things that we have gone through. It's natural to take on a particular stance because as human beings we are predisposed to negative emotion but to overcome that the best way is communication but how do you communicate when you've never been taught how to communicate about your jealousy because it's something you should be ashamed of which is why when you I see a couple come into therapy and jealousy is at the root I can almost guarantee there was discord in their upbringing almost guarantee that something has hurt them from such a long time ago that they haven't let go of it because they don't know how so let's say joseph's brothers actually said dad i mean you've made this coat I and mean, he's here with you all the time why is it we're not treated in the same way why is it you distinctively give him something different to us. Instead, their jealousy overcame them. I don't believe there are bad people. People do bad things. And jealousy can trigger us into emotions which can 
have us behaving in ways that we would much prefer not to do because we haven't communicated. These, these men were angry. Then there was quite a few of them as well. This wasn't just one of them. There was quite a few of them. And they did a heinous act to their brother. Were they bad? Was Joseph just the goody two-shoes that was loved and everybody was actually irritated by? I actually don't think it was their fault. I do think the fault lies in how they were raised. Because ultimately... It's not about treating everybody equally, but it's about being clear with the the way you are with each person so that the distinct behaviours aren't about leaving anybody out. Because jealousy is a, is a way of feeling excluded, of not being a part of something. So it's recognisable to us all that if you're excluded from something you will understand and interpret that you're being treated differently hence we have words like discrimination which is another way (laughs) of us dealing with the fact that there's a discord inequality how do you treat all 10 of your kids the same impossible however you can give each child a distinct love that doesn't exclude the others jealousy is very fierce and it is very painful envy on the other hand so you've got envy where you want something again it's an unhealthy negative emotion when you envy another person you stop noticing what you have And what you have just becomes not good enough. And then because of what you have becomes not good enough, it's related that you're not good enough. Neither of that is true. You're triggered into this thought, possibly, most likely, in my view, due to a past experience as a child. Experiencing that this person had something better than you. I remember growing up in sunny Peckham and going to Oliver Goldsmith's And there was a girl, she had the best, oh my goodness, her stationery was just the best. And so was her handwriting. And I would look and think, I want that pencil case and I want that pen. And because she has it, her handwriting is much nicer. That's not fair. And then my teacher, who was really, really good, showed me how to use a fountain pen. And then I recognised, ah, you don't have to have nice things in order to perform better. You just got nice things. And that was his way of demonstrating to me, I don't need to be envious of, of another person's gifts or qualities or attributes because I've got something myself that I can use and I can be shown a way in how to demonstrate it, its effectiveness for myself. So I used a school fountain pen because... My mum wasn't going to buy me those really expensive stationery from W.H. Smith. And I got on really well with it, even though I looked at her her stationery and thought, I really want that. And one day I was able to achieve it for myself. And that was actually a really good lesson by somebody who was in authority, who was able to teach me that I can do it for myself. 
But unfortunately, we're not all we're not always around people like that. So how do you get past jealousy and envy? Well, you have to be honest with yourself. If you're not honest with yourself, you can't be honest with anybody else. When we feel jealousy in our relationships, it's really beneficial for us to have that conversation. First, recognise what's happening internally and then speak to our partners. Not necessarily requesting behaviour change, Because when we place our needs and our feelings in the hands of somebody else, we decide that they're in charge of how we feel. When actually, we're in charge of how we feel. If they are doing acts, and you have that conversation, and you request honesty, and you see the evidence, well, the next option is for you to support yourself. But if they're not doing anything... But you see it anyway, and you're ruminating, and you're thinking about it. The problem isn't them. The problem would lie within you. So this concludes my explanation of the emotions and how they are unhealthy and why they're unhealthy. I hope that was helpful. In my next podcast, I will be discussing more specific events and ways on how to overcome particular conflicts and situational habits. Thank you for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. Please like and subscribe and share. Bye for now.